passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Door. Buffer. Welcome to Door Number Clear, presented by OfferPad. I'm TJ Majors, and we all made it out of the rain at Daytona and are here to break it all down. We'll talk the whole field wrecking in the rain, Austin Dillon's move on Austin Cindric, Blaney beating Truex, playoff predictions, and more. Let's ride. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton, so bad. Jason is facing kind of plate in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper clear nah don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear there you go i like it all right tj when you're ready <laughs> tj go should i read tj's paper for him yeah. <laughs> tj is not here yet he's in a meeting a very important xfinity series debrief Monday mornings. is that what he does this morning in yeah. the mornings D- it's xfinity yeah, it's Xfinity. I thought it was. I thought it was his Roush debrief. No, it's Xfinity. It's a yeah. It's Brandon Brown Motorsports. It's not owned by Brandon Brown. Brandon, it's Brandon built Motorsports. Oh. It's not built by Brandon. Oh, Brett Griffin spotted <laughs> college racing. I had a shitty weekend. Uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace and Landon Castle, and my weekend wasn't much better. Uh, I mean, it was better than Brett's, but Brett did beat me home by, I don't know. Hours and hours and hours. I say thanks to Steve Newmark. He was my guardian angel yesterday. So TJ crashed out in the first crash. So he left. I don't know how he left, but he left. And when I got to the airport, there's all these planes sitting there. And they wouldn't let us on any of them to go home. And then they finally started letting Trekhouse go home and then Roush go home. And I, Steve Newmark, friend of mine for a long time, did business together back when Ellie was driving. I was like, hey, Newmark, can I ride with you guys? And he's like... Yeah, come on. So I got TJ's seat. <laughs> and Herm fed me tacos the whole way home. So I did cheer up on the flight home with Victory Air. Thank goodness. What time did you land? Did you land before the race was over? I landed as the race was ending. Yes. Yes. Uh, Austin Cindric was losing the lead as I was landing. And how many cars were left out there? Uh, I think there was. So I don't want to say this is funny because I felt awful for the guy. But uh, so when we got back up on the roof. There was obviously a big wreck, obviously, right before the wreck out. We'll talk about that. But uh, there's cars with damage. Kevin Harvick was running second, but his car was wrecked. Wrecked, yes. You know? yes. Um, 
Well, they nobody informed Timmy that they were out of the race. So Timmy stayed for the three-hour and 20-minute rain delay to get on the roof just in time to watch them hook a tow truck up to his car <laughs> and pull it back to the garage. So that left 19 cars in the race, to answer your question. But unfortunately for Timmy Fidua, he... Well, Timmy wins my world an idiot. <laughs> well, he didn't know. Like, they How didn't do you tell not know him. your car's in a wreck? Well, he knows it was in a wreck, but he didn't know it was done. Did he, he check on Twitter? Because I think I knew, right? Well, I'm, I'm just telling you that nobody on his team said, hey, Timmy, by the way, we're not going to continue racing. Kevin left. Kevin Poor went guy. home. <laughs> during delay and nobody informed Timmy hey just so you know poor Timmy we're out of the race well I've got to go to Iowa so I'm going to miss all an idiot section so for <laughs> do for, you want to start now for my vote I'll go ahead and give it to Fidua because I can promise you the first thing I'm going to do is ask somebody whether or not my car's coming back are we done oh man you probably won't. You'll probably just leave. <sighs> yeah. You. I did ask fact. yesterday. I just mm-hmm. left. I saw the wreck I was in and knew I was done. Yeah. I saw the shot you take. What's up, Casey? Hey, guys. Casey Boat here. And I'd like to point out that I found this shirt in my closet. I figured it might apply today. What's it say? Be Kindle? Be Be kind. I see. Oh, so you your hair. I can read it. When you are talking like i'd imagine you are going to throughout the show maybe call a call before it starts raining (laughs) (laughs) when you respond with your comments maybe be a little bit nicer or not hey jason hey jason schultz here fresh back from boston didn't rain boston what's fun in boston these days everything what'd you do i went to cape cod went to the beach hung out went to the city Good, good vibes up there. No yeah. Red Sox games. I was gonna, but then the it was really it was expensive. But the Red Sox did beat the. Race. I gave you a hundred bucks. How expensive was it? That's, That's a good point. It's probably more. I than think that. you owe me a hundred dollars too from swearing on the broadcast yesterday. <laughs> hey, look. Um, yeah, did you, you curse you... on the broadcast? <laughs> okay, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, you owe me quite a few hundred based on these tweets too. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> At no point did I sign up to say while I'm spotting, put me on the broadcast. Okay, I did not know my radio transmissions were being broadcasted. So I also cannot help that NBC cannot beep out a word as quickly as you can, Jason. I'm so much better at it. I think you should be hired by NBC to sit in the booth and make sure that doesn't happen. I'm confused. Did you curse on a broadcast yesterday? I I apparently said the F word. I mean, I know you said the F word every lap, (laughs) but I mean. I think their mistake was the fact that they put you on the broadcast at all. Well, I see. They know that. It's not like they don't know what they're dialing into. They probably don't listen to this. Was show. it when you told them to not, don't lift? Is that what? Yeah, is yeah. that what made TV? Yeah, that's. I guess. I guess. I don't. You know, I didn't really remember saying the f word right there, but I did remember mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's raining. We're going to get a caution. One would think, right? Because it's raining. And, oh, we got one. And don't lift because obviously, I, I literally said don't lift for any reason. Uh, which we didn't, and we should have lifted. <laughs> we should we should have bailed out at the start finish line, and we'd had a chance to win the race. But instead, we were trying to win uh, that particular lap that potentially could have been the end of the race. So we'll we'll get to that in a second. But um, Daytona Beach never disappoints. Uh, I, I was look the first race was a complete clown show in stage three you know stage one stage two it it was impressive how well the xfinity series drivers were racing and in stage three they basically just threw everything out the window and said hey no holds barred let's have a show and we did yeah as you could see as soon as that we talked about it beforehand you know these guys know the weather's close they're gonna be fairly tame 
to start the race because they all want to get the hell out of there. But then once we got to that 50 to go window and you can kind of see that rain coming over from the beach, uh, it was it was game on and it showed because we all wrecked, obviously, in the rain. But uh, yeah, really, really, really hard to pass yesterday. Really hard to get a lot of momentum like you had to have the front two ish cars in each row tandem and literally knocking the bumpers off of each other to have enough momentum to pull that line and make moves. I hope that we see some rules changes. Uh, I hate to say before we get to Talladega, but realistically, I wouldn't be mad about it. I, I just You're too stalled out. It's too hard to pass. It's too hard to make a move. You're too dependent upon the person behind you to push you literally to the point of your wrecking. I mean, I saw Harvick come through the tri-oval, and I think it was Todd Gilliland, and he hit him so hard that I honestly, I was like, how did, A, how did he not wreck? And B, I bet that hurt. Like, I bet it scared him. But, and he did wreck, though. Through the tri-oval, if you touch each other, you typically see a wreck. Yeah, I mean... Speaking of wrecks and speaking about how hard guys get hit, Bubba in the wreck there when it was raining, you know, we talk about the rear end impact on these cars and, and you know, obviously you've seen what it's done to Kurt right here. Um, but like Bubba said, he just took a, a small shot in the back bumper checking up for that wreck and it knocked the wind out of him. And and he's like, I, you know, what? how does that happen? I don't understand it, you know. And then Danny, I think that was Danny's first wreck, it's, you know, first real heavy impact in this car. And I think he's feeling the effects of, Okay, now I kind of understand what everybody's talking about with this thing. So, uh, be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we got to do some more work on on getting these things a little bit better for these guys when you know they're taking an impact. But yeah, crazy wreck, crazy race, crazy two races. Congrats to Jeremy Clements, uh, Xfinity winner Saturday or Friday night. That was kind of another wild one. Um, Very wild. Uh, the caution at the end was rather questionable. I think the committee was having a meeting as the 98 was going towards traffic <laughs> and didn't throw the yellow before the line, which I think it was at that point, I, I think it was like a mercy killing. Like, just let him get through the line, throw the freaking yellow. And, Did you say and a mercy killing? That was it. Just let it go. Like, be, be done with it because that race turned into a full-blown disaster. Um, but good for them guys. Good for old Brett's buddy, Timmy Hill. I think he finished second or third? Second. Second. Yeah. So that was a good night for them guys. A lot of, you know, I mean, all weekend, really, a lot of the smaller teams – got you know their best finishes of the year by not racing by not racing if they raced they didn't wreck if they if they didn't race they were around at the end with a chance to win and good for them because it's cool to see cinderella go to the ball yeah absolutely you know? um st- still goes back to on the on the cup side of things uh when, when you look at daytona we see a lot of people back into big wins and we saw it again this weekend I- i'm just glad i know we'll talk about it, but i'm just glad they did not call the race when all that rain started because Holy mud on your face if they did. Did the right thing there. Well, I think we pretty much cover everything else in Spot On, Spot Off. So before we head there, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. It's a great time to sell your home, and we have the right people here to help you out. Our friends at OfferPad make the home selling experience quick and convenient. It's the easiest option for those with busy lives. To get started, log on to OfferPad.com, fill out the five-minute form about your home, and submit it to OfferPad. OfferPad will then get to work on a competitive cash offer. They'll send it to your inbox within 24 hours. If you decide to take that offer, it comes with perks. You can sell without listing, there are no showings, you pick your own closing day, and a free local move is included. If you're lucky, your favorite podcast host will help you make that move, and TJ said he'll do it shirtless. OfferPad's express cash offer allows you to sell on your own schedule with more convenience, certainty, and control. We're headed to Darlington to race this week, and OfferPad has markets in the state of South Carolina. 
If you live in or want to move to Columbia or the South Carolina side of Charlotte, OfferPad is there to get the job done. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, Kurt Busch forfeited his playoff waiver ahead of the cutoff race at Daytona. Spot On, Spot Off, Freddie. Uh, well, listen, I think we talked about it last week, and on the side of ethics, Kurt Busch did the right thing. On the side of competition, probably not. Um... You know, this was the worst case scenario for them. Kurt bailed out. We had a new winner and you just handed Ryan Blaney a playoff spot, essentially. Um, and now that's a guy that was, I mean, look at it. He was second in points. You know, I mean, it's that, that's, you know, I think he finished second. I'm assuming he may have been third. Uh, but, you know, that's a guy that's going to have to comp- The rest of the Toyotas now have to compete against for this championship. You know, it was if, if he doesn't do that, you add Austin Dillon into the playoffs and Kurt's taking up a spot. And then that's that's you know one less really good car that they have to compete with for the championship. But you know I think that I think they did the right thing. Um, I personally probably would have done it the other way and seen. And I don't know you don't know what happened behind the scenes if NASCAR kind of told him, hey, listen, you know, would you need to make this decision by here or whatnot? Um, but I I think it was a mistake on their part because now you've added a, a really good car to the playoffs. I'm spot off for the fact that Kurt had to make this decision. You know, I mean, it, it really sucks. Here's a guy at the – certainly at the end of his window, not at the end of his career in terms of he may come back next year. But for him to not be able to participate in the playoffs, I, I'm told behind the scenes that he's not made a decision whether or not he's racing the rest of the year. And he's not made a decision if he's retiring because we keep hearing he's going to retire. He's not going to come back. I'm told that that's not the case, that he wants to come back and he hadn't made a full-blown decision but it just sucks for him to have to take himself out. It sucks for Toyota because your Toyota's out and a Ford's in. And if Kurt stays in this playoff, that's 16 winners in in 26 races. That is insane. But spot on for Ryan Blaney, man. Right place, right time. Uh, I thought he royally screwed up his strategy yesterday, being in that first wreck for, for ultimately no reason. And he got very lucky at the end of the race that Truex couldn't keep up and stay in the draft. I mean, there was a point – that, that Ryan was out by three points, two points, one point. Now he's in. Now Martin's out. Like, you uh, you hate to see two teams that are that good and that fast not make the postseason. But at the end of the day, winning you're in, and those two didn't win, hats off to Ryan for being in the right place, right time with Kurt, man, because that could have uh, gone very, yeah. very badly yesterday. Hadn't had Kurt last week not said, I'm out. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to partake in the playoff. Uh, what stings for Kurt, too, and I get, you know, he he's right now tied for the most playoff appearances. I think it was like whatever. I think he had been in every year, and uh, now you know he had the opportunity to, to get that lead by himself. And now obviously that's that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean what a what a crazy crazy race that was yesterday, especially for that playoff spot. Yeah. Moving on, NASCAR says they couldn't have done anything differently before the field wrecked because of rain in turns one and two. Brett. 
All right. Read my shirt. Be kind. No. I'm going to ask you a question before I be anything. Do you think the statement, we could not have done anything, is a wise statement to make after what just happened? Casey. We could not have done anything. I think they said, I think we couldn't have done anything. I mean, I think looking, you know, I I listened to the serious broadcast this morning and some fan thoughts. I think. I'm sure you learned a lot on that. They had some good perspective. The fans. Who who hosts the morning show? Uh, It was Mike and Pete. Mike Bagley's the man. I love mm-hmm. that Bagley guy. He's awesome. Um, you I, actually listen to a good show. They got one on there that sucks, but that one's good. Anyway, you're not making a point quick enough. So here's the reality, Casey. Did NASCAR have a spotter in turn one? Yes. No. So what could they have done there? Could they have had a spotter in turn one? Yes. Okay. So they could have done something. Okay, here's another idea. They could have had somebody at the damn Applebee's across the road call them and said, hey, it's raining over here at Applebee's. It's probably coming. They could have had a weatherman, a weather person, a meteorologist, a weather woman sitting in the booth with them in the middle of all this Florida weather that could have advised them. They could have literally taken the liability off their shoulders and said, meteorologist Freddie Kraft has advised us that rain is too close in the area. And as a result, we're going to suspend the race for right now to wait and see what happens with these pop-up showers. Could they have done that? Three years in a row, the leader has wrecked at a racetrack while leading due to rain. Texas, 2020. New Hampshire, 2021. Daytona, 2022. Do we see a trend here? Yes. They... They literally cannot keep. We just talked about last week how we looked unprepared at Bristol Dirt, how we looked unprepared last week at Watkins Glen with the rain. We're in Florida. We're plate racing. We're running 190 miles an hour. We wrecked 20 race cars or whatever the number was. Denny Hamlin came across and knows Justin Haley, and I was like, holy cow. That's a hard hit. I hope he's okay. And obviously everybody else is in a wreck. I hope they're okay. We cannot do this. I, if you go back and listen to my radio, which was broadcasted on television, that was only part of it. Before we went back green, clearly I'm, re- I'm leading the race. Do I want to see a caution um, extended while I'm leading the race? Of course I do. But I literally say over the radio, the rain behind turn one is so close to us. It is insane. Freddie, could you see how close it was? What was that noise? Really? <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> TJ's a moron. Did you, did you see how close the yes, rain was? It, was? it was less than, it was four or five miles, maybe. It was like, on it the was NBC right broadcast. There. It was. So when you look at all of the things that you had, you had your eyeballs... Nope. Look, if you want to come TJ. in and interrupt the whole show, that's one thing. If you want to go pee, go pee. If you want to sit down and start talking, sit down and start talking. But we're in the middle of something. Blowing the horn. I'm glad no, you're TJ horny this morning. TJ doesn't want to speak on this comment. I'm glad you're horny to. this morning. So, <laughs> to, so to come out and say we don't think we could have done anything is a reckless statement. Also, to have not done anything is a reckless action. I don't know why we can't have a spotter in turn one. The spotter's in turn two. I don't know if it was raining in turn two. I know it was raining in the trial. I know that the fan who sent the video out screaming when they came off of turn two, he knew it was raining. Yeah, the, uh, three quarters of a lap before. 
That's that's 35 seconds. We know the rain is that close. The second anybody reports one raindrop, you got to throw the caution. Nobody ever reported a raindrop. And now the whole committee's sitting in the booth. So they don't know what's raining unless they're looking out the window and they see the big raindrop. But why do we have to wait until if, if we're if we're at Martinsville or for somewhere else, maybe I can be patient with it. Why do we have to wait until the track changes colors? Why do we have to wait until it's actually physically raining hard enough that we think the track's going to change colors? Why do we have to wait to throw a caution at a racetrack that is as dangerous as Daytona when the rain is imminent? It's coming. It's bearing down on us on turn one. I mean, the cloud above the racetrack was, was forming over the top of us. We have enough technology right now. Again, we, we're a billion-dollar industry. Go hire a f-ing weather expert. I've been saying I don't hear for three years. Yeah, I was available. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, I think you were home by then. Even, I was definitely. Even, uh, I was just landing. Even without a spotter in turn one, we know that they scan us. Like, and how many of us were up there saying it's raining? You know, like it's it's coming down the front stretch. It was raining. You know, I don't know and, the answer to that. And I mean, I've seen three or four guys tweet it alone that they were saying it. I know one of them's right here next to me. Um, you know, like. Use us. Use us as a tool. If we say it's raining on us, like what? I don't. I don't understand it. I mean, it was visibly. You can see it from that fans' video. It's visibly raining, and and that is at the entrance of Turn One, or or just up the up the straightaway a little bit, like pit road exit, maybe. Um, I I don't know. It's there. It, but like you said, you can't say there's nothing we could have done differently there. I mean, that that's that's not true. NASCAR's PR department used to be when I got here one person. Um, Danielle Fry, I think, was first. Tim Sullivan was second. They have since expanded into a rather large PR department. Um, they like to tell us things that we say that are false on our on our podcast, which, again, we're an opinionated podcast. We're not telling you that we're giving you 100% facts all the time. But if you have that big PR staff around you, why do you send your guy out there that's your mouthpiece for the sport? And, and, and look, I don't know who decides who goes and talks in front of the camera, but give him better tools. I don't think there's anything we could have done there. Well, I just said three or four things you could have done. Yeah. I mean, and you, and, talk, and, and you better clean it up before you do it again. And I don't know. I don't know that these guys that are working the corner guys and gals that are working in these corners are, are not sometimes maybe a, afraid to call stuff, you know, like, like if they, they don't want to be part of the issue. I don't know. But like yesterday I had, there was the 41 blew a tire with like five to go. And but we were the lucky dog, and Bubba's like, "There's debris everywhere in turn one." So obviously, I go down to Sako, tell Sako my pit box is telling them down there. So we called in debris in turn one. I forget. I guess it was the flag stand saw it because it was in the one. They said, "Oh yeah, there's stuff there, but it's out of the groove." Where's the groove at Daytona? Where's just the groove at Daytona? I mean, I'm pretty sure we run every lane there. I don't know how how come something could be out of the groove unless it was in the grass. Um, so, you know, that's just another option, you know, like I, I don't get it sometimes. I, I will give NASCAR major props for one thing. A, when they called the race on a, uh, Saturday night at what felt like an hour too late and decided to run it at 10, 10 a.m. the next morning. Props for that. Surprised. Instead of going for the one, two, three o'clock right in the middle of the afternoon. It was supposed crap. to be two o'clock. Two thirty. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank thank goodness somebody had the sense to do that. And I'll give a major props to this. I know you weren't there for long, TJ, but major props. I wasn't pro- there for long at major, all. Major props to this. They were in a hurry. We didn't waste time under cautions, under stage breaks. We were on go mode like we should be 
every single mm-hmm. week. Maybe, um, I don't know, I kind of walked in late on that topic. Uh, did you, One thing I was thinking about is it's going to be hard to cover every foot of these racetracks with a human element. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, and, but my problem, one thing I was thinking about is where are the turn, the corner spotters? There wasn't a guy in turn one, but I'm saying in general, where are they? I think they're just out. They, I don't think they use okay, those. Let's, let's, I'll, I'll tell you where they were. There's somebody in the flag stand. There's Kip in the pace car in the infield. And then there's somebody in turn two near the flag, the American flag back there. Uh, outside the track? Outside, yeah. Outside okay. the track. I mean, to me, you, you need to have a spotter, probably somebody outside the track at these big tracks like this, Pocono. Um, but but maybe, Daytona, this Talladega. sounds crazy, it costs $15 an hour to hire a security guard, but maybe you need a spotter that's a quarter mile away from the racetrack to tell you, hey, it's raining here. Yeah. We're not at Martinsville, Virginia. We're at Daytona where people die when they get in crashes. Didn't we used to have like a helicopter that flew around? I thought we used to have something that like monitored weather. I just don't know why we don't have a meteorologist. Why, why do we not have a meteorologist to advise us on Friday night what to do, to tell the fan base what's going on, to tell the people sitting in the stands waiting for something, like that, that, that part. How hard is it to just say, listen – you know, we've got a just some kind of update. Like we've got a cutoff time of eight o'clock. If it's still raining at eight o'clock, we're not doing this tonight. Or if it's you know, if it quits by eight, we're gonna dry it. We're willing to start at ten. But there's that no info is always like, like we, a big secret. We kind of get like we heard somebody. I'm telling you what happened this weekend in the Xfinity Series race. They told the drivers, "Hey, we think we can get this thing dried." and race in an hour, don't tell anybody. Don't tell the media. Don't tell anybody. Let's keep this a secret with the drivers. Why don't you tell everybody so everybody wants to come watch the race? Why is it a secret that we're going to try to race in an hour? Uh, Did you hear that, too? I Isn't that the goal? Thing. To race? That's the goal. Yeah. So and why is it a secret? Promote, I, don't I thought it would be promoting the race would be a good idea, too. Yeah, I mean, Especially uh, at that point. we all have, we, we have, like, notebooks in our heads on how long these tracks take to dry how long the sun's been out that day and how much rain has come down we kind of do that formula in our heads every time it rains right i mean hey well it's been raining all day this is set in i yeah. mean saturday friday night that thing was kind of moving out of the area uh saturday night it was not it was that rain was that set up, it. Not yeah down. it was getting bigger right there so you knew you weren't probably gonna race so but we know we just don't know what TV's thinking a lot of times. Like, do they want to run tonight? Do they want to run tomorrow? And, you know, I get tweeted about from Dale Jr. when I asked him earlier in the week, you know. Like, you know why you ask? Because you want to know if you'd be home on Sunday or not to, to hang well, out with yeah, your family. Yeah. So, well, that and, like, you think they – I think they already know kind of what know. they want. Exactly. 100% they know. So that guy – they yeah, know the rain plan nah, for Darlington today. Idiot. Well, I got a spot for him in the next couple of days. So I'm gonna... <laughs> you just said that guy, and you're gonna yeah, that let guy. It go. Door bumper clear, fans. We want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so there's no need to wait for a sale. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised die-cast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. 
Fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season merchandise for the sport's most popular drivers. There are items you can't get anywhere else, like limited edition Chase Elliott 2022 regular season champ two-side t-shirt. Less than 300 of these are being produced. Order fast, they will not last long. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Doorbumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. All right, moving on. Kevin Harvick says it's pretty clear that we're ahead at the time of the caution after Austin Dillon was listed as the leader under the red flag. And Harvick says that NASCAR, Jason, you want to read that? He said, I think they're just making it up as they go along. Freddie, spot on, spot off. I mean, it, it really didn't matter because we not went wrong. We went yeah, back green. Right. But, you know, this was, this was another reason, you know, we kind of, kind, of, kind of combine these next two, I think. But, you know, this is the reason why we waited as long as we did to restart the race, I think, because this is one of the reasons. There was many reasons. But, you know, it, Kevin is clearly ahead of the three at time of caution. But still wrecking. But still wrecking. Um, he drives through the wreck. I mean, he never gets below caution car speed. I can tell you that much. That's, what, 50 miles an hour or so. I, I got to assume he's running. I didn't look at SMT, but I'm assuming he's running more than 50 miles an hour as he comes through that wreck. Um, we saw earlier in the year, Ross Chastain at, I think it was Nashville. Uh, Nashville, he got in the back of the 11, turned the 11 around, was in about the same position Harvick was in, pushing the 11 down the front straightaway, finally let him go, continues on, but it was in the wreck, got passed by six or seven cars, and went back to his spot, I think, right? Yeah. Like right yeah. back to wherever he was running. Um, so that was reasonable speed, but the four wasn't. Like we talk about it on here all the time. But how bad was Ross's ca- car? It, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter either in a wreck or not. It shouldn't matter. Uh, it, if you're in, it, speed doesn't, not relative to damage. Like if you're continuing on and driving through the wreck at the same, they both drove through a wreck. They both, you know, at the same time, they both drove through a wreck. I can go back and compare and see how much faster one was than the other. But Kevin didn't, like, come to a stop in this wreck. He just blew through the wreck and, and wrecked his car. He was out of the race. But, you know, this was just, like I said, this is another reason why we waited as long as we did because this was going to turn it. There was already a full-blown show. And this was going to just be another factor of, you know, something else to argue about. Who was ahead of the time of caution? What's, what is a, what's the definition of reasonable speed? Um, so this was just another thing that played into the fact that we were going to wait three and a half hours to go back green. KJ? Uh, I'm kind of spot off because I he was ahead. I was watching it on social media and stuff as it was happening there, but he did drive right into the wreck, and his car was bad enough that he, he didn't come back and race. Oh, no, yeah. he was wrecked. He was wrecked, yes. And to me... How do you put a guy that's still wrecking in front of a guy that just missed everything completely? I don't know, but they've done it before. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, that's not saying that didn't happen before. But in, in this scenario, I watch a guy pile into a wreck right there, and I watch a guy skate by everything on the bottom. It would be completely backwards to me to put that guy back in front of the guy that just missed everything in the wreck. When, when a guy wrecks and you don't wreck, why, why is he still in front of you? So if you're involved in a wreck... You even if it's partially, you should be put back where you kind of come out of it and blend in with the guys that didn't miss it or whatever. If he had blended in and kept rolling in front of the three, but the three passed him like right as he he was wrecking when he passed him. So I I really think Austin should be in front of him still. But where he comes out of it, which was what second, 
Yeah, second or third. Okay, that, that's where you should be running, and that's where, to me, that's where it's at. But, like, I mean, if I was in his, if I was, if I was them, I would be saying the same thing. Like, hey, I was in front of him when the gauge came out, yeah. even though I wrecked and knocked the front end I off. I mean, the why thing. would you not? I mean, what's, yeah, you, there's what do you no, got to lose? They've got no defined minimum speed or reasonable speed, yeah. whatever it is. But it should be a, like a judgment thing. In my He's hanging there. his hat on the fact that he thinks the race is going to be over yes, due to rain. The race was not overdue to rain because NASCAR realized they needed to go back green and finish this race in order to protect the integrity of the playoff and the integrity of this particular race. I mean, it changes the whole playoff field um, instantly right there. Uh, Truex was in and Blaney's out if you don't go finish this race. Obviously, Austin Dillon declared winner of the race. Kudos to those guys. But he did not deserve to win the race the way that he would have won it had it had it kept raining because it was bull crap. We tore up millions of dollars of race cars because of rain. There was no way NASCAR, I don't care if it was three and a half hours, six and a half hours, we were finishing that race yesterday because there's no way they were going to let all the highlights all week be, oh, here's how the NASCAR race ended this week. The whole field went to turn one and spun out and wrecked because we didn't call a caution for rain. I was sitting at the airport <laughs> and I literally thought to myself, I would wait till tomorrow to finish this. 100%. If I had to. Yeah. Too much on the line. Mm-hmm. Too much on the line. And then we just, I mean, there's, you have egg on your face if you let Sports Center show highlights of your entire field wrecking because you didn't throw a caution. And this is how we determine the winner of our regular season finale, how we determine who made the playoffs. Like, there was no way you're going to have this argument about Kevin Harvick saying, you know, you don't have a defined re- reasonable speed. I didn't slow down that much. I should be winning the race. And then the that changes all. the damn playoff picture. Then it gets even better when Austin Dillon makes the Final Four of Phoenix. Oh. Right? They'd be like, this guy shouldn't even be in this thing. I mean, you they had to do what they did. I'm wouldn't that be hey, big, wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, but but that's that's what you're setting yourself up for. That's why you had to finish the race. Well, hey, I just covered about, the next topic there. Well, yeah, I said the, in the beginning the, we were gonna cover both <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the what enabled this race to finish was the fact that we started it early too. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So it like, was we were told on I don't Thursday or Friday it was gonna be if the Xfinity race got rained out, it was going to be 1230. And if the cup race got rained out, it was going to be 230. So yeah. I left the racetrack where I was leaving. I was pulling out as they called it because they knew it was getting ready to happen. Um, and I was just assuming that it was going to be, I got on the phone with him and I was assuming it was 10 uh, to 230. I was like, all right, whatever is what it is. And then he's like, no, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, great. Perfect. Yeah, be- I was a little worried about Herm getting up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Ooh. All right, Austin Dillon's move on Austin Sindrick in turn one to take the lead with three laps to go. TJ. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get in, I guess. And Austin has shown it before. He's going to do what it takes to win a race at Daytona. You know, when there's a lot on. Ask Amarola. Yep. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, I mean, he didn't wreck him. He got a shape, uh, made the pass, won the race. Uh, But now... You know, at some point, this is a little bit of a, you know, does this come back to haunt him at some point? Maybe. I mean, I don't really think – it didn't look like an overly aggressive shot to the bumper from the end car. It looked like Austin just – Austin that. It just – I mean, Austin, after the race, didn't seem like he – it just sounded like the interview I saw, the, the quotes I saw, sound like it was – Well, he made know, some comments like, yeah, he got, you know – he understood it. He said he had to do what he had to do right there. Yeah. He got him, ran into him. I think he just, I think it was just bad, you know, 
nah, I mean, good timing for Austin Dillon. But, you know, right as it looks like right as he turned off into one is when he got to his bumper and hit him. And it was just it was just the back of the car's light at that point, And it's just bad timing. And it, and but for, hey, you're we talk about when it all costs. I mean, th- this is your whole season right here. The last thing Austin Dillon wanted right there was a caution. Yeah, that could have been the worst thing to happen. Oh, to yeah, him. So he, he almost screwed up. I mean, when when he hit his bumper and he turned right, he almost wrecked him. If had, had that been the old car, that was a wreck. But this new car doesn't wreck as easily. If that caution comes out right there, he's in trouble. You get you got a bunch of guys that are going to pile in and and have a restart. You never know what's going to happen. He's in a great scenario right here. Obviously, with Tyler Reddick pushing him and Reddick stayed very loyal to him. Hopefully, that helps him and yeah. Richard become a little more kosher. Um, he doesn't win that race with Tyler without Tyler. Reddick. He does not win that race without Tyler Reddick. And and you know, there's a lot of rumors that Richard Childress is aggressively pursuing Kyle Busch. Uh, obviously, you would think that would be for the eight car for next year. So it'll be it'll be curious to see how things if if they get better between Richard and and Tyler. I don't think Tyler's got a problem. I, I, I'd be curious to see what happens because without Tyler Reddick. Uh, grandson won, Austin Dillon, he ain't in this playoff. I I texted Tyler last night and I told him, I said, you're a better man than I am because after all the stuff that Richard's been saying for the last month after you, you know, I mean, basically, you know. <laughs> Did talking, you imagine the talk, headlines I today? Said, oh, I said, my gosh. I said, I would have drove by his ass and then flipped Richard off on the way down pit road. <laughs> I said, but <laughs> I, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of guys over there that, you know, I'm really happy. So I've got a bunch of buddies on the three team. So it's a lot of good people there. And Tyler knows that. Tyler knows how much the company you know, it means to the company to get to get two cars in the playoffs over there. So, uh, congrats to them. And then, like you said, it, what it's probably not possible without did a huge favor. blocking. Austin did Dillon's one of those favor. guys all year where he runs 18th to 20th, and he'll end up finishing seventh. He'll run, you know, 15th to 18th, and end up finishing top 10. Like he's one of those guys. Almost won Charlotte. He's, he's one of those guys that could just at the end of the race, he's going to be around. I get saw. A good he's finish. like the luckiest driver, I think, thinking about all of the races he's won. Like, I saw um, five wins. That's not a that's not a small number yeah. in, in today's world. In the Cup four series. or five. There's four. Is it, five, is it four? It, it might be four. Uh, Daytona. Like, Daytona, uh, Coke 600, Texas, and yes, maybe it is four. Um, I, I saw four. an interesting Still. stat. Who's, who's having a better year? Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon? Uh, Tyler Reddick definitely has more speed. I don't know who's having a better year. Like they have, finishes? They have the same exact average finish. Is it because of... But it's just, you know, Tyler has way more speed, I think, but Austin does a better job managing the races and finishing. Tyler makes more mistakes sometimes. I feel like Tyler is getting better on that front yeah. every year. He is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Ryan Blaney's 
Ryan Blaney makes up enough points in the final 20 laps to pass Martin Truex Jr. in points and claim the final playoff spot. Brett, spot on, spot on. A lot of notes on this one. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, good for Ryan Blaney and his team. I, I thought they made a poor decision with the strategy. They were racing so hard so early. All you needed to do was manage that gap to Martin Truex in order to advance because you already knew Kurt was not going to be uh, claiming that potential 16th win spot. So you knew one person was getting in on points. I don't know why you would risk taking yourself out of the race like they did. And they're very lucky that they finished the race because the way that wrecked happened up front off of two, uh, it could have taken him out completely. But, you know, again, shout out to his guys for getting that car back out there. I don't know everything that, that happened with the clock and whether or not he actually um, beat the minimum speed requirement. What's uh, Freddie? Uh, Freddie's face tells me enough. A, something to say there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he somehow made minimum speed under caution. I don't understand how that's possible, but he, so we, they wrecked at lap 31 or 32. We were under caution from 32 to 34. It was the end of the stage. Stage break was 35. So somehow Ryan made minimum speed at lap 33. I haven't had a chance to go back at SMT and look and see what his lap 33 looks like, but minimum speed was 55 something. Um, and he ran a 52 30 on lap 33 somehow. Um, but I just, uh, for curiosity, my, I have to reach out to NASCAR because I, I got parked over minimum speed this year and he made minimum speed once he went back green. Like when we went back green, he made minimum speed, but he also got the chance to work on the car at the stage break off the clock because he somehow made minimum speed without making a lap, a full lap because we ran, we ran one lap under green. So you're saying that one lap erased the clock to give them all the rest of the time, yeah. which, which would have been about four or five. I don't know how many laps. Yeah, I mean, had, it, at least two laps is about four or five minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, he, he had all the day, all the time in the world to work on his car after that because he was off the clock, but he should have never been off the clock. It, there's no way you can't make minimum speed under caution. And no, 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 not in one lap. Not in one lap. And then we ran green. He didn't even run a full lap because we, you know, he's in the back wrecked. So you know how we run. We, we top took the, 10. We took the green at 34. We come around to 35. As soon as the top 10 crosses the line. So let's see. As soon as the top 10 crosses the line, they throw the yellow. So he was somewhere off a of four and got the yellow. So he didn't make it then, but they announced immediately 12s made minimum. And I looked at uh, Chris Lambert was standing next to me and I'm like, how the hell is that possible? Like, there's no way he Funny made thing minimum. Is, I had the same scenario with Daniel Hemrick the day before, and they kicked us out of the race because we kept coming in and working on ours too. And they're like, your six minute clock's up. Well, we were doing the same thing. It was one lap restart, one lap restart. And yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, back to that. Uh, listen, I had, I had Blaney as my what an idiot for two thirds of the race right up until the 19 team stole that award away from them because they read, they did exactly what they needed to do for two thirds of the race and got 15 stage points. You know, had a lot of teamwork up front trying to help Martin get as much stage points as we could. And then, uh, so now you're in position, you start stage three, 10 points back. All you've got to do now is all right. The Blaney is five, six laps down. He's running 35th. He's essentially out of the race. You know, you just have to manage your gap to him. You got to beat him by 10 spots. Um, I don't know why they stayed up there and raced to start the third stage because here we are three laps into the third stage. They're wrecked. But with rain, like really everywhere, do you think they could have thought maybe we're close With rain to- everywhere, that's all the reason, more reason not to race. Yeah. It's- you got to ride around 10 spots good better than he is. Yeah. You don't have to be in the middle of it. It's 25th. 
you know, it's, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, it, it was, seemed like it was poorly managed on both sides. The 12 should have never been racing. They should, we talked about on here last week. If I'm the 12 team, I'm going to ride in the back for first stage, see what kind of points he gets. If Ryan Blaney rode around the back, got no stage points and finished 17th, I think it was, he gets 20 points. If that would have took 46 points for Martin to get him. Nobody in the race yesterday scored 46 points. So, you know, if you just ride around all day and take whatever comes to you at the end, you're going to be in the top 20 more than likely with a really good race car. You know, it's just they, they poorly managed. Say top 15. Yeah, easily. Uh, it's just, they just managed to be getting poorly, and they spent the entire race out of the playoffs right up until the 19 just handed it back to them when they wrecked to start the second, uh, third stage. So, so they got two gifts. They got a gift from Kurt Busch, and they got a gift from yeah. Truex. So he, he should just sign with Toyota. Wow, it's crazy. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Don't Live On For Clear. Oh, TJ's cool, and Freddie kisses Hamlin's ass. Every chance he gets, AC's beautiful. But she never, ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks. Now the pasta's getting high. Elliot gonna hell. It's time for Reaction Theater. Congratulations to this show. Jeremy Clements wins. Noah Gregson's racked out. It's terrible. And guess what? Yes, the Awuji. 11th place. I hope his car's legal. I got a text from somebody after the race was over and it said the whole field wrecks out and Awuji still can't get a top 10. I was like, poor guy. He did a good job. He, he, sur- did a very he, good he job. survived the entire night. That was that was a challenging thing to do. There was not many cars left out there that weren't wrecked. No, that was a really good job. He did really smart race. So you're telling me I had to wait two days to see that? To see a race at Daytona come down to the end with Cody Ware in the top five? To have to listen to Richard Childress saying, Good job, Austin. That's a great job. To hear everybody in the Dillon families talk about how much the Lord loves Austin more than anybody else. That Austin Mickey Mouse his way into the playoffs. Because when he turned Austin Cindric, if that had been Ross Chastain, they'd be burning him at the stake. But because it's Dillon Peahead, we get to hear how much the Lord loves him. <laughs> that went on that for one? a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought the race was fine. There's nothing, nothing you could do about it until we all crash yeah. in the rain. And I don't, like, why, like, the guys who are around at the end deserve credit for listen, outsmarting the yeah. rest of the field. Listen, this is what we talked about last week, strategy-wise. If you want to be there at the end, the only way to guarantee being there at the end is to ride around in the back and keep your car safe all day. Those guys had clean cars and yeah. had a shot to win the race. Yeah. So, congrats to those guys. And honestly... Dude, Cody Ware, uh, there for a lap, I was like, this dude's going to have a legitimate shot at winning this race. He had a shot, and he had, if he... He missed a block. He he missed a block, and he did not... I thought he screwed up where he did not work with... 
David Reagan. Yes. Because Reagan, I think, could have dragged him to the front, but they got, you know, Reagan made the move to the top, and then off of four, Cody split off of Reagan and followed yeah. the bottom line. He and, missed a block. And, and then he missed a block. In yeah. one and two, he missed a block, and that was, that was, they, that enabled somebody, I forget who it was, to get to his quarter panel. But and that I was mean, phenomenal day for them guys. I mean, they, they both, where'd Cody end up? Sixth or seventh? I think sixth. And then David was, I think, eighth or ninth. Yeah, solid uh, day. Two man. top tens for rear wear, I'm assuming yeah. that's got to be the first time that's happened. Um, and, and good for them. They did exactly what you're supposed yeah. to do. You're supposed to be there at the end. And if you're there at the end with a clean race car, you've got a shot at it. Clean at the end with the right push, you could win that race. Yeah. Conspiracy theory hour. Let's go. NBC Universal warned the three car about the rain early so they could make extra cash on that garbage life in the fast lane show. I'm guaranteeing you it. You know, I used to think that Rick Ware would get a top 10 before that damn show would get a top 10 in the ratings. But now I can't even say that anymore. That's over. But you're probably going to watch the show. I think, yeah. Probably watched it all. I mean, I think the season finale. Yeah, it already, oh, it already ended. Even more conspiracy theories. It ended on Thursday. That's what happened. So. I saw, oh, so you know, it's over? I saw yeah. somebody. Missed all the episodes. Don't oh, worry. it's over? It, well, the season finale. So there's probably going to be a season two now. Realizing. What I'm saying, is there another, have, there another, have they had the season finale already? Or? Thursday. Oh, oh, I missed it. Son of us. <laughs> Extending I it. thought I saw somebody up there from NBC talking to Brandon Banesh <laughs> at Austin Spotter right before that wreck happened. He's like, go low. <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at that? Austin Dillon won his one race he wins every year and a half. RCR let Tyler Reddick bail, but by the grace of God, Austin Dillon still has his ride. That guy stinks. You want your race team to survive and perform? Flip the grandson upside down, spank his little ass like a newborn, and put someone in the iconic number three that's where the f- goddamn reality star bull out of here. Damn. Jesus. This guy's a little angry. Rough. Um, listen, he I use his Twitter. There is, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look, but I think McGee tweeted this, and I, I have to, I didn't fact check it, but um, Austin Dillon has four cup wins, and I think there's like a hundred guys or less than a hundred guys. That have four cup wins in the history of the sport. Has he gotten lucky on some of them? Yeah, but he earned the Texas. The Aust- was it Texas? How do you know the others didn't get lucky? Too? Yeah, you don't know. You have no idea how guys won. Um, but listen, to get lucky or or you know you have to be in position. You don't just get handed you know wins. You got to be there. Uh, he didn't get lucky at Daytona 500. He pushed his way to the front and won the race. Um, the Coke 600, I think, was was fuel mileage. Fuel mileage? Yeah. That's not luck. That takes talent to save fuel. Um, the the Austin, the Texas race, he just won. Uh, and then yeah. this one, he did what he had to do. You kind of he it, missed it a wreck in a clean race car. Getting lucky means you still put a whole race together yeah, and you're you still competitive. You got to be out there. Yeah. I mean, you I don't. I, I understand that you know, and it's and it's because he's Richard Childress's grandson. He gets a lot of hate. He'll always have but, that. Yeah. And and it is what it is. You see that with everybody else in the sport too. Anybody else, you know, excited for Chase. Um, but. Listen, the guy's got four cup wins. He's got an Xfinity championship. He's Did he win a truck championship? I don't, I don't remember if he won a truck Xfinity. championship. I know he won Xfinity championship. I mean, the guy's not a bad race car driver. He runs... No. He makes the playoffs about every year, it seems like. Um, so, hey, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the unnecessary hate for the guy. For pretty much all of my life, I've hated a bush named Kyle. For 20 long dang years... I've never seen him smile But lately things have changed 
And old Kyle just ain't the same And now Kyle, he's a comedian And Kyle, he loves the media Now Kyle, he ain't ever mad And Kyle, really ain't all that bad So come on TJ, Brett and Fred Give me a hint What's in his head? Is he calling 2311RCR? Is he headed to trucks and leaving NASCAR? What's up with Cal Bush? Know anything here? Uh, nope. TJ? Nope. I always get a laugh when somebody calls me Fred. It's like. <laughs> I mean, there's the same rumors as the last week, but it's I. It's your hear... professional name. <laughs> yeah. That's my stage name. <laughs> yeah. I would say that it has swung a little bit since last week. A little bit. I mean, uh, I... last week it was kind of leaning towards one way, and now that way seems to maybe not be as sure as we people might have thought, but I don't know. I, I Somebody. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that Kyle. Kyle and Kurt. Obviously, Kurt couldn't be there. Kyle could be there, but he wasn't. Kyle was the only playoff driver not at the Martinsville test. And that told me a lot about him not being in the 18 car. Um, mm, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, there's no, I don't know that. There's no guarantee of that. But it, I just thought it was interesting that every playoff t- team and driver was at that test except for the 18 team and then Kyle Bush. So uh, you can look into that however you want. But um, but you just said it shifted now. Does that mean that there's still a chance? I didn't say it shifted. No, he did. DJ. I I mean it. I mean I'm not. I definitely don't think he's coming back to the 18. No. But you I think don't. he might stay with Toyota? Uh, definitely they do. I don't think Toyota wants to lose Kyle Busch. Why would you want to lose Kyle Busch? I mean David I mean, Wilson came out yeah. and said it yesterday. He said that they're trying everything they can to get right. keep Kyle in a Toyota. Um, I, I I still think <laughs> if I'm uh, setting the odds, the I'm I'm favoring Chevy. Uh, a little bit more than Toyota. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's going in a Ford. I don't think there's just a deal at Stewart Haas for him. Uh, I think it's. I think it's Chevrolet. I'm, I'm favoring a Chevrolet, but it's very possible he could end up in the 45. I guess we will find out soon. All right, last one. Daytona is survival of the weakest. Brett said, "Don't you lift, or they'll put your ass in the grass." Austin said that he's pissed. It ain't raining, that's just a mist. Blaney's got a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard from Jeb in a while. Uh, yeah, that was. I can't believe Brett cursed on TV. I mean, I can't 100% believe he cursed. I can't believe they put him on TV for one. Yeah. Uh, of all people. <clears throat> of all people. But. What are you thinking? All right. Well, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icons. We'll keep playing the best ones each week. It is time for the Ask DBC Offer Pad question of the week. Send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC and we'll be sure to answer the best ones. Uh, this first one is from Brian H4431. What are your predictions for the first four eliminated from the playoffs? First four out for me. I had them written down for you. Uh, Austin Dillon, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, Kyle Busch. I got one with you. I got Austin Sindrick. I think Briscoe's in trouble. I think they've lacked the ability to put together good finishes. 
Ross Chastain has been struggling to put together good finishes. I don't know when the last time he had a top 10, top 15 was, but he's super fast at Darlington. That may be, if you're a fantasy person, that may be one of his better, if not his best racetracks. Who are you talking I, about? I got, here's who I got, here's who I got falling yeah, out. I got there. Bowman falling out. I don't know what's wrong with them. They started off the year with a couple wins, and I thought they were going to be a contender. They're struggling. Crew chief announced he's quitting or retiring, coming off the road. So I got Bowman, Briscoe, Cindric, and Dylan are my first four out. Champion, who you got? First I'll four take out uh, uh, Cindric. I'll take Cindric's Austin out. Dylan. Dylan's out. I will also take uh, Almirola. Is he in? No. no. He's out. He's, he's definitely he's ready. Out. That's a winner. <laughs> you know, I, I, Eric Jones has been struggling lately. Not in the playoffs. He's not in the playoffs either. <laughs> so, hey, Casey. Uh, I don't know if you know who's in the playoffs. Or not. Do we need to great. give you? Dude, you know how, like, I've been out of the playoffs since Atlanta the first race. So, um, all right. Well, you definitely picked two guys that I'll aren't going to make it around. I'll take two of those. Who's winning the championship? Right now. If I had to pick a championship contender. You'll probably say Martin Chooks Jr. <laughs> yeah, I'm really leaning towards Martin. Um, <laughs> Eric Jones, he's been fire. struggling. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to be really hard to go. He's kind of peaking, man. I got I got to go with Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, good pick, good pick. I'm going to go with the guy who has the second most wins of any driver in NASCAR history that does not have a championship. That's Denny Hamlin. This is his year. Junior Johnson is the only guy with more wins than Denny Hamlin that does not have a championship. And oh, by the way, TJ, he's in the Hall of Fame. So no, he's I not. Think, not yet, he's not. I, I think. I think Denny's look. Denny's got to go though because he doesn't get the the bonus playoff points from finishing high enough in the points. Um, I think Kyle Busch is my second favorite pick. I think it's one of those two guys. Freddie. I mean, you know who I'm going to say? Chase Elliott. <laughs> I think I think I agree with TJ. Chase is peaking right now. This is the best he's been running. I think he's got the most speed, and I think he's really good at Phoenix. So I'll take Chase Elliott. He is really good at Phoenix. This next one is from Love My Three Kids. Do all spotters have other jobs like Brett, or is spotting the only job, whether it's for the team or even outside the team? Freddie. Um, no, I, so I mean, obviously spotting is my primary job. I also am part owner of couch racer with Brett. Um, so I, that takes up majority of my week. Um, Brett is, I don't know what he has thought, what was thinking this year, but he has signed up for way too much. The reason why he's leaving now is he's flying off to another show somewhere. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on all the time. Um, but yeah, basically just, uh, I do, I do my spotting job on the weekends and occasionally I'll have to go to a meeting or two, uh, over at 2311 or, or meet with Landon during the week. Uh, and then primarily couch racer takes up the rest of my week. TJ. Yeah. I mean, spotting isn't just, uh, for me anyway, isn't just a show up and spot type thing as for a lot of the top spotters. You put a lot of work in during the week. You, you look at things, you try to be as prepared as you can. I won't lie. A lot of things don't even pop up, but if they do, you want to be ready for them. Um, but yeah, as far as doing a lot of, a lot of stuff with spotting, um, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm at the shop a couple of days a week. So doing some other things, um, at the shop. So 
I've got a couple other responsibilities there that I have to do. So that and uh, putting up with, you know, ne- nope, never mind. We also have mm-hmm. we also have a podcast. I don't know if anybody knows. Yeah, which um, big commitment. we do. Yeah, <laughs> which we have to record early in the week and early on that day because if we don't, everyone gets really mad that Jason doesn't have it out by a certain time. So, and FYI, next week's show will be on Tuesday because it's uh, Labor Day. Oh, Freddie, yeah. Freddie's yep. got some plans on Labor Day. <clears throat> I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just I'm oh, just taking just a assuming. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure I'll be racing. Who knows? <laughs> At this rate, we might be racing. Oh, this race this week is the longest race in the history of races. Uh, all right. Well, congrats to I'll say Brian H four four three one for having this week's offer pad question of the week. It's time for us to get to our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments from this week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ. My Xfinity XFi more than fast moment is going to be Jeremy Clements. I like the, you know, he did a good job, missed all the carnage and small team gets a win. I like it. He didn't. He did miss a block in the three that I thought cost him the race, but luckily for him, AJ couldn't get clear. So then, and Timmy Hill pretty much won the race because Timmy yes. Hill. Timmy Hill decided the winner of the race the other night because they came off a of four, and and Clements and AJ were side by side, and whoever Timmy followed yep. was going to win the race. Yeah, and he he went with Austin. You know, it's I mean he went with uh, Jeremy, which is great for them. I, Jeremy's an awesome guy. Uh, I run into him every once in a while, and uh, he. I can't <laughs> give it to AJ. No. at all because he left my guy <laughs> so um so essentially timmy hill two small teams hooked up to to beat the, the bigger colleague team there but uh good for them um tj stole mine so now i gotta think about it i mean uh, you gotta give it you know i'm gonna give it to i'm gonna give it to old rick Ware racing i give them enough grief on here about being idiots when they do stupid stuff i can give them some props here they did what they had to do yesterday they rode around the back survived the carnage and came out with their first career day where both cars were in the top 10 so uh congrats to them congrats to cody congrats to david reagan i thought i thought like tj did they didn't they had some speed at the end and i thought they were they had an opportunity to win the race but uh they obviously didn't get that part done but they did have a solid day yesterday i like it Here on Door Bumper Clear, we bring more than fast as a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Dirty Mo Media fans, this is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. We're here to tell you about the most honest, unfiltered, and informative IndyCar podcast on the market, Speed Street. Connor and I break down the weekly happenings of IndyCar, our lives on and off the track, and talk a little NASCAR and F1 as well. Dirty Mo Media's newest show is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. What an idiot, man. 
time for What an Idiot. I know Brett hasn't really shared his What an Idiot, although he probably did the entire show while well, he, he was shared, here. He said, he said Fido early in the show. He, said he, he did. All right. Well, TJ, who is your What an Idiot this week? Oh, gosh. If you want to have a list, this is the week. I've got to give it to pretty much most of the drivers this weekend for just being that aggressive to where we have these wrecks. I mean, you can't blame it on the cars. You can't blame it on things like that because, you know, we have them in the trucks. They're completely different cars. We have them in Xfinity and they're completely different cars. We have them in, you know, cup, but we didn't used to have this. It was like a, uh, like we had like one every year or two where it was just one disastrous race. It can happen still, but now it's like every race. Now it's like every time we line up at a plate race, it is going to be a disaster. What happened to the maybe have a little bit more respect out there and let's get to the finish of the race. I mean, back, I I don't know why, but I, I always go back to like looking, you know, at races not that long ago. And you look at the end, like at the end of the Daytona 500 now is usually eight cars, 10 cars, something like that. You know, when we won it in 14, you look, it had every heavy hitter still in the top 10 that you could, you know, want to be like, it's tough to beat, And now it's just, it's just too much wrecking and attrition. Like we can get to the end of these things. I mean, we don't have to have these big wrecks that early in the race. Friday. Uh, mine's pretty easy this week. It's uh Brett Griffin. So we're leaving the track. Was that Friday night? You were on there with me, right? Elevator. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's an idiot. So I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> we get on the elevator and Brett is manning the controls of the elevator because he got on first and stopped. It's real easy. You stopped. push the bottom floor. So he gets on the elevator and hits one, and we go down to one. That's Unfortunately, that's not the bottom. C is the bottom, the concourse. So when we get to the one, and I go, oh, this ain't it, stupid. So hit C. Well, he hits C, and guess what happens next? We go back up to seven because they called us back up there before we could hit the ground. So well, now they, we're back uh, up. Yeah. And all <laughs> and, the other spotters are like, oh, hey. <laughs> so the, Sorry, guys. the full elevator headed back up thanks to Brett being an idiot and not hitting the correct button to get us the hell out of the racetrack at 2 o'clock in the morning on Friday. Uh, but yeah. You know C doesn't stand for concourse, What does right? it stand for? Catering. Catering? I thought it was concourse down There's there. There's no concourse what there. Concourse. I mean, that's, that's a concourse down there. No. <laughs> <laughs> what always gets on the elevators at the bottom right there? Uh, I mean, yeah. I believe him, yeah. so. I mean, it could be anything. Not <laughs> <Dot> concourse. <laughs> kitchen? Maybe it sits for kitchen? <laughs> I hear you're going back to Columbia this weekend. Oh. Uh, that is true. Brett just told me he's got tickets for uh, the the... Gamecocks game on Saturday night, so we're going to haul ass down there. Luckily... Oh, it's a night game? Yeah, luckily, oh, I don't have... We won't have time to be there very long. We're going to go straight from the Xfinity race, so I don't have time to pregame like I did the last trip to Columbia. Uh, and I have, I've never been to a game down there. I really... I wanted to go for years, and this just works out pretty well. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go down, and uh, they got... they got. Uh, I don't think we'll have time to go do, like, any of the tailgating stuff because we'll probably get there right about kickoff. Um, but it'll be fun, I hope. So we need to put an air tag in your hat, your underwear. I'm probably just going to drink water the whole time to be safe this time. I was going to say, you won't have time to drink beforehand. You have the whole drive. Yeah. No, no, I don't really drink in the car. That's probably not a good idea. That's that's illegal, Casey. 90 degree day, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Is it going to be hot this weekend? I haven't looked. I haven't Uh, looked either. I just assume. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll look at I, I don't think I want to know. Yeah. Maybe don't look at the weather. Um, all right. Let's do DBC picks. And then y'all can finish pounding out all the other fun pieces of this thing. I won, by the way, last week. Unbelievable. Casey, um, if you win every race the rest of the year, you have a shot. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> How do you go all season and win two races? <laughs> Twenty six races. My picks, my picks were solid. Nah, uh, your 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 fit, your results dictate that your picks were not very solid. Okay. You know, I really I don't. Maybe I should change my pick from Chase there for championships since he's the guy that wrecked my guy that I picked McDowell. <laughs> I mean, damn it! If I wasn't gonna pick Denny, I, I would have picked Logano because I think Logano is getting ready to get hot. That team seems to be peaking too. All right, Jason, who are you picking? I uh, read off the standings first, so we have okay. an update going to the playoffs. And now everyone's on the table. Anyone can pick anyone I for the really Ross. I don't want to read races. off the standings, but <laughs> Brett, you win at Daytona with Austin Sendrick. You're leading with eight wins. Jason's in second with seven wins. Freddie and TJ are tied in third with five. And then I'm lost. So, Jason. Where are we going, Bristol? We're going to Darlington. <laughs> <laughs> you're on fire today. <laughs> I'll pick. What uh, did you go to Big Al's when you got uh, off the airplane last night? Did y'all like that sky pick? Speaking of that, I, uh, hey, I sat in your seat on the way home. I flew home with Roush. Yeah, Herm told me. Yeah, yeah. I was glad you went home. However, you uh, went. Thank you. And you got fed tacos. Yeah, you guys tacos. got tacos. Yeah, we got tacos. Oh wow, tacos and sloppy joes. <laughs> they celebrated. My plane. You wait for the pilot. my victory plane always has like <laughs> Domino's pizza. All right, Listen, Jason. that's better than a cold sandwich. Nah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. With tomato seeping into all the bread. Yeah. It's disgusting. Who you got, Jason? I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. That's a good pick, Jason. TJ. I like uh, what Brett talked about earlier, and I think this guy's made a mistake here the last race, and I think he's going to be really fast, and now the playoffs have started, and everybody's going to be paybacks will not start yet. So I'm going with Ross Chastain. That's a, that's a positive outlook. Ooh. They may not. They won't start yet, I don't think. Now, too early. Oh, man. I'm scared. Why? You've take, already lost. She's going to pick somebody. She's got too many people to pick from. You got yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Denny. Oh, you ass. I was going to pick Denny. Well, I was going to pick Chastain. Freddie. I'm going to venture out of the playoffs. That's brave. I'm going to take Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> <laughs> According to TJ, he's still in the playoffs. <laughs> I never picked Martin. <laughs> oh, uh, Brett. Wow. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott. Yeah, pick just one of them. You, I, pick one. <laughs> you can't have them all. What about the guy that was going to win that race? Which race? Byron. Will he be? I mean. They've been struggling. Why are you helping him? This has got a two-race lead. They ain't been fast. Um, Chase Elliott. Oh, I'll swing okay. it for the fence this going, week. Going early. Yeah, you could tell the picks have reset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. See you later, Britt. All, All right. right. I'm just, going to Iowa. Just for the record, I'm the only one fully committed to podcasting today. Um, we can't change it. Come to North Wilkesboro this week. I heard everybody's going. Everybody. Jason. Yeah. Whole, the whole company's Jason going. Jason and Dale. Jason and Dale. Apparently Schultz, Chad's going. Schultz so racing. Chad's going? I wasn't invited, but Chad was. All right. Who's Chad going with? I have no idea. He just said, hey, I'm not going to be able to hang out with you on Wednesday. And I was like, well, see ya. Um, oh, no. You're spotting Freddie? I'm oh, spotting. I'm spotting for Landon Huffman in the High Rock Vodka Limited Late Model. Actually, uh, I seen they dropped that the other day, which is that's good because it got my face off the car. Not bad. Um, is that the same race Dale oh, is, or is no? It a it's class? a different race. Yeah. So uh, I think they have a race. They have two fifty lappers. I think they have one fifty lapper on Tuesday and then a fifty lapper on Wednesday. 
Uh, I think I'm going to spot for Ryan Flores. I don't know. Me and TJ might split that spotting duty in the street stock race. Um, I think you're going to have it Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. And then um, if he makes it through Tuesday, maybe I'll do Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll have them, and then I assume you're spotting for Dale. I guess. Unless somebody knows something I don't. <laughs> well, you called him out earlier, so maybe not. <clears throat> I'll spot if you don't want to spot. Are you racing anything this weekend, Jace? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to Angel Park, right? Probably. That <laughs> sounds like a place I'd go. <laughs> and then you got to go back for Darlington. Yeah. It's going to be a big weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, of course, to our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. The TV show airs this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad TV. Don't forget to check it out. Ow. Don't be rude. Subscribe to Dirty One Media's YouTube page for videos on the show. There are, are a ton on there. Great content. And don't forget to leave us a rating. And I mean, the... I feel like the Dirty Mo TikTok is basically taking over the world at this point. Yep. Yeah, a is lot it? of TikTok content. I mean, there's a lot of views. I haven't even. Does there's it, they a, have a TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Dirty right. Mo. We're all over it. My yeah, drug, you, you are oh, there. Sweet. I, I don't seen, worry. TikTok, I'll just take control. I'll make y'all look really good. Don't yeah, worry about I'm it. Not, it's going yeah. to look great. How many views did that one get? It was like 2 million or something, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a Ty Gibbs one with about it's 2 million. Wow. <laughs> We were roll right all along, millions. <laughs> when Dale called on the show, that's got almost two hundred seventy thousand views on TikTok. So, <laughs> and just deal. so people know, like I don't think he meant to call into the show. He no, just he called was just calling to you. He was he, calling yeah. to see what we talked about. Yes. We just happened to still be recording. Yeah. So <laughs> we should random call him right now. But hey, the video of I get, you got the Dale impression on there too, right? Yeah. Like the Danny one that was funny. Hey, should we call him? And be like, hey, what's the rain plans for this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. But come out to Darlington. Uh it's just Cup and Xfinity, right? Yep. Um the Xfinity this is my the Xfinity race at Darlington is one of my favorite races of the year. It's good. Because I think it's the perfect length. It's like 145 laps, 147 laps. It's usually an hour and a half, two hour long race, and they get after it the whole time. There's no riding the cars around. Are a handful. The cars are a handful. Tires are worn out. Yep. You don't have you can't just fire tires on it every time the yellow flag comes out. So some guys will and yeah. try to drive through them. It's fun because that's the place where you know a guy you run eight laps. Mm, do you pit or don't you pit? You know yeah. you'll have people that will pit from probably eighth to fifteenth something like that, and then they'll be knifing up through there. So and and their their playoff hunt is still on. So. Yeah. So so the fifty one winning the other night put me in a in a tougher much tougher spot. I the the ten car was. 50 something points to the good going into Daytona. And now they kicked out, um, Ryan Sieg. And so now Ryan is only, I think 10 or 15 points behind us going into this next stretch of races. And I think we still have three, three races yeah. left in the regular season. Cause they have one less round in the cup series. Um, so, uh, it's going to be interesting. We have to, you know, unfortunately we gave away about, I don't know, 50 points with the DQ at, uh, whatever that was Loudon maybe, mm-hmm. Um, thanks for that. So, yeah. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it'd be nice to have a 60 point cushion right now, but unfortunately we're down to 15 and now we got to race, uh, Ryan Sieg and then our teammates not far ahead of us, Daniel Hemrick. So it'll, it'll be a battle here the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, see y'all in Darlington. Have a great week. Yep. Have a good week. Word. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.